it's, it's really important here to, to be able to agree if you can, but if you can't get to agreement, agree to disagree agreeably. You're listening to the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast with professional speaker, coach, and consultant, Nicole Greer. Welcome, everybody, to the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. My name is Nicole Greer, and they call me the Vibrant Coach, and I am here with Tim Redmond. I am delighted to have him on the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. He has over 35 years of experience growing highly successful businesses, including his work at Price Waterhouse Coopers, growing a software company from two to 400 employees, and then selling it to Intuit Inc. and helping over thousands of business owners gain time and financial freedom. Tim is also an author and speaker throughout the world whose leadership maxims have been featured in John Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. He currently leads one of the most successful business growth coaching firms in the world people, who has led over 1,500 business owners through their unique and powerful processes to improve all areas of their business to more than double their revenues, triple their profits, and realign their businesses to release their owners to boldly live their purpose. He loves his family, and he is all about serving the community. Please welcome to the show a round of applause for Tim Redman. Come on. Let's do it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's such a natural, just that's so kind of words that uh, you said about me. That was just amazing that you know that all that about me here. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah we, we're, are uh, we are having an absolute blast. I am like north of 60 and I'm more excited about my life. I love my work. I've done a, you know, I've got work plan for uh until i'm 85 and uh, i've got stuff even beyond that but i mean i just don't don't plan on uh slowing down i i i do i promise my wife that we're gonna spend more time me chasing her around the world uh at exotic resorts and as long as i'm chasing her uh enough then she's happy so Oh, that's good. That's good. That's awesome. So exotic resorts, I have a suggestion for you. So my son just went to Hawaii and he was on a trip where he combined uh, hunting uh, on Lanai with Shane at the Four Seasons. So in the daytime, he was sweating. He was sweating and in camo. And then when I would see a picture of him on Instagram at eight o'clock at night, he was bubbling away in a jacuzzi with a drink with an umbrella. So I think, you know. It looked beautiful. So I'm sure you've already been to Hawaii. But anyway. yeah, I, yeah, just, <laughs> I, I love Hawaii. I love uh, really all the islands, uh, Maui, Kauai. We're just we're just on the big island there at uh, the Waikoloa. So side. So Fantastic. yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, well, you got to tell us how to figure out how to get to all these islands. So let's jump in. Um, so I want to find out from you right out of the gate. You know, I'm collecting definitions of leadership. What's right. your definition of leadership, Tim? Well, I uh, actually, John Maxwell has agreed to write a forward to a leadership book that I need to get the darn thing kicked out, which we really we have a number of definitions. I like I like the definition uh, very simply as they promote positive results. And I like to define leadership really as improving your looks to, to, to grow in leadership is to is to improve your looks. And it's not how you look in the mirror, although, you know, 
you're gorgeous and I'm doing all I can for what I got. It's not how you look in the mirror, but how you're looking at what you're looking at. And what a leader does is they help the team members improve their looks. They, they, they help them transform how they look at what they're looking at from a place of incapability to a place of capability, a place of, of impossibility to possibility. And so it's, it's really helping to shift people to a go move, a go mode. And, uh, so that's, that's how I, that's how that may be a unique way that, uh, uh, maybe you haven't heard it quite like that. So, but I've got, I've got, I mean, I've taught on leadership, love the, love the subject and I've got over a hundred definitions of it too. So. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, really perspective is what it's all about. Um, so I believe that what the leader's number one job is to build a culture uh, where people uh, can shine. So tell me a little bit about what you've done. You've helped people grow so much. So what are some of the key strategies that you help people put in place so that they can uh, build a beautiful culture and get their people to have the right looks and all that good yeah, stuff? What do, I, I, what do you help people do? Well, first of all, it's when you're working with a business owner and you're working with leaders, you really, I think effective leadership first goes inward before it goes outward. And so it's not on all these techniques and and processes, but it's internal rituals that the individual has so that they come out not from a place of inadequacy or need, but they're coming out from a place of contribution. They're ready to contribute. And so, you know, what are they saying to themselves about themselves? I like to ask them, you know, if you have a, if you had a friend that spoke to you the way you speak to yourself, would, would they still be your friend? And, you know, what, what are you, what are you saying to yourself about yourself? Do you have a moment where you, are giving yourself freedom to desire things. And when you get in this mode where you're, you feel worthy and deserving of creating, I believe that's now this from my own faith, but I, I believe the first verse in the Bible defined our purpose in the beginning, God did the thing that he wanted us to do, which in the beginning God created, well, we're created to create. So how do we get creative you know, how does somebody get into a mode of, of, of being creative, you know, and whether individual or in a, or a team? And so, you know, I, I believe the uh, leader's primary purpose, it, you know, in a team is to create a culture where, where the team members can can grow, can respond to that culture, can, can respond to that environment. So, you know, I, I like to really work on the individual and, and where are they going and, and are they contagious in the pathway they're following because that that's Daniel Goldman's book primal leadership I'm sure you've read it uh years ago but said that CEOs underestimate the the impact that they have on their people and their their emotional state you know and that's you know their their state management has more to do with governing their culture than just about anything else I'm going to say a smidge different, but you said, you yeah. know, uh, it, well, I love it. You said, uh, what would you like the words you're saying to yourself? Would you be friends with that guy? So what yeah. I heard was this concept of self-talk, right? Yeah, that's what it is. Right. right. 
Yeah. yeah. So I, I bet you there's a couple listeners out there, Tim, that are like, oh, I have terrible self-talk. Uh, I beat myself up all the time or, you know, downgrade myself or whatever. So w- what would be your advice to somebody who's got kind of like, a, you know, yeah. a gremlin, a gremlin that's telling them uh, they can't do it? We yeah, all have. There. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, you're so lucky you don't have that. <laughs> what, what planet are you on? I remember I am married to a beautiful woman more than I deserve. We've got four very above average kids, thanks to her. And I remember one time, this is going to be really personal here, and she's not in the room, so I'm safe until you show her this uh, video. But uh, she she's beautiful, and she was getting ready, and she was making comments about herself. And about every seven years, I say something really intelligent in our marriage. And it takes about that long, but uh, I, this is one of those moments. And I said... Stop saying that. Nobody talks to my best friend. Nobody. Nobody talks to my best friend that way. And she was like, well, and then, you know, we're late to the meeting. So anyway, you know, we we have a tendency to be critical on ourselves and be helpful to other people. And, you know, I believe that how life is governed is you love your neighbor as you love who? yourself you know that's the golden rule and so if you're not loving yourself you're going to somehow export that self-hatred in some way that's going to show up so i like to just say okay tim are you building a case against yourself or are you building a case for yourself you know and if those words came to pass would that be the life you want to live? Because I believe that words are like seeds that you plant in the ground. They grow up. If you, you know, you keep speaking those same words, you water, you keep speaking it, you fertilize it. And then the end grow. And that's what you get, you know, to a degree. So I think words you speak are very important. They bring healing. They bring hope. They bring shifting in people's mind. They also nurture who you are and, and your a mat, just incredible wiring to change the world. And so it's kind of like a Saturday Night Live skit where uh, I forget the guy's name is one of the funniest guys, but he was a counselor and he, you pay him five bucks. And he said, well, stop, stop your story here. Here's my, here's my coaching for you. Stop it. <laughs> that's, that's what I, I wish I could. Uh, some of your listeners will remember that Saturday Night Live story, but he just said, stop it. Two words, stop it. You know, and that's what I would say to these precious people watching here. If they're building a case against themselves, just stop it because we need the best of you to come out. And then, you know, you you also said that um, we underestimate, leaders underestimate their impact. And I could not agree more. In fact, I tell leaders all the time, your people want to hear from you. They want to hang out with you. They want to understand how did you be, how did you start this business? How did you become the CEO? How did you become the VP of whatever and whatever? Uh, And and young people are are hungry to understand how you pull these things off. And they want to know the dirt. They want to know the struggle. They want to know the yeah. dark places you walk through. I, I, you know, I've got a business that's pretty much being run by my one of my sons. And, you know, it's like when I talk about some of the dark times, even in growing this business, and we're currently 
actively coaching about 150 uh, business owners right now, and we're growing from that. And so uh, we got good size uh, consulting firm. And so we have success all over, but it's like, tell me about your dark times. And, and he, like one day he just started crying and says, dad, I didn't know that that's what you had to walk through. This gives me courage. It's giving me strength and this, yes, I want to do it. And, and I'll, I, and I'll say that, you know, in building a culture, uh, you mentioned, you know, what, what creates a culture? That's where state management comes in, your emotional state. It's how you feel about yourself and the world around you. It's either against you or for you, either it's cooperating or it's not cooperating. It's, it's frustrating or it's loving or it's, you know, it's, it's all this. And so this is the internal world that I really get myself straight on so I can export. Uh, that's what Daniel Goldman was talking about in that book, Primal Leadership, that we export whatever we have on the inside. And and he talked about how executives are coming to, to work in a bad attitude. And even though they're quiet or they think they're playing poker, you know, people are too intelligent and you're going to export whatever you have on the inside. And he said, Daniel Goldman is talking about how it's amazing how the productivity company wide actually decreased because of the emotional state of the leader walking in thinking that he's not making any difference. And so get your act together, you know, get the work done before you show up at the office so that you can export uh, you know, you don't just tell the way you show the way is another definition of leadership, you know, where you can really just become that change that you're seeking, become that attitude that you're wanting to see in your employees. You got to you got to show the way and not just tell it. So is that helpful? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, let's make sure everybody's got this. So you need to get Tribal Leadership by Daniel Goleman. Add that to the reading list. So Tim, Nicole Greer believes that reading is like one of the best habits um, a leader can have. You got to be reading or listening, driving around in your vehicle, whatever. Okay, so that add that to your um, book list. And so what he just said was that you've got to manage the state you're in, not tell the way and show the way. So I heard you loud and clear. You know, people just need to stop it. OK, <laughs> so, I'm going to show you that. I'm going to send you that later. Nicole, and you're okay. going to love that. Maybe we can put the link in the show notes so people <laughs> yes, can get a laugh yes. or something. Yes. OK, yes, yeah. Well, that's, I think that's easier said than done. Although like getting your head in the game is, is absolutely huge. So, so what can a leader do to get their head in the game? One thing is what we, what I just said, which is, you know, you can read, you know, right. I think like, uh, you know, that old thing, garbage in, garbage out. I think yeah, that's important. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. So how do, how else do I change my state? You know, cause I could be you know, down the proverbial feeling scale, how, how do I bring myself back up? What well, happens there's, there's, there's several real concrete ways to change your state immediately. And our kids have shown us this where, you know, I remember one time that uh, one of my kids was just have all this noise pollution coming out of their mouth and the crying and nagging and all that. And, and I came and I brought with me the board of education with me uh, in my household. And, uh, it's a, it's a real firm, real stout, uh, board of education. We'll just leave it at that. Cause I don't want anybody to sue me here or sue you for sensitivity issues. But as soon as he saw me coming at him with the board of education, 
I remember him saying, I got a good tutitude. I got a good tutitude. His tears still coming. I got a good tutitude. Trying to say, I got a good attitude, you know. And uh, so we we can change our state. Imagine this, that maybe we're getting in a fight with our spouse here. And then somebody calls and one of our best friends calls or a client calls. And it just immediately we're and then. Yes. Hello. Hi. We change our state in a moment. So just know you can change it, but you change it by uh, what you're focused on. Uh, you change it by what questions you're asking yourself. You know, it's like you can ask weak questions and it gets you into a weak state. Why did this happen to me is a horrible question. You know, uh, what can I learn from this? How can I benefit from this? That's a better question. Uh, so you have focus, you have question, you have even your 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 uh, body posture. You know, you're 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 you can be sitting down like this, and you know, yeah, I'm really excited about. No, just your body posture. If you just straighten up, you feel better. Your state changes. You know, change the state in your face. Smile. You know, yeah, I don't feel like smiling. Well, who's the boss of your emotions? That's another one of my sayings with my kids growing up. Who's the boss of your emotions? So. You know, that's that's another one here is your posture, your 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 facial expressions. Also, we talked about it already, Nicole, is what the words we speak, you know, stop describing misery in a place that you don't even want to live. Start describing life as you want it to be, not as this miserable way to look at it. And it just, just, you know, your, your tone of voice, changing your tone of voice can change your state. You know, I'm really excited right now. I'm well, I just, I get depressed just the way I said that my tone of voice, you know, I can say, you know, I'm just miserable right now. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't line up. I'm not miserable. I'm excited, you know? So your tone of voice, you know, I mean, this is, I mean, I didn't know that we're going to get into all this stuff, but state management is huge. And as a leader, you're going to export whatever state you have. And so let the best you show up, right? You know, because because we're contagious, whether we want to or not, we can't play poker. People are too smart. Don't you agree? So anyway, sorry for getting so excited about this, but. <laughs> no, I love it. So I I just want to recap. Uh, so here's how you change your state. You focus on something that's going to take your state in the right direction. Uh, you're going to observe the questions you're asking yourself. And I love this. He said the worst question you can ask is, why did this happen to me? OK, so uh, I think that is a fantastic tip. And then, you know, your posture, your smile. And we all know that, you know, your your physical body, your somatic body is attached to your emotional body. That's All of these things, that's, that's you know, the, the body is an amazing right. thing, right? right? So you smile and you you get going the right way. Uh, and then the words we speak, you know, so we either speak, you know, growth or we speak death, you know, life or death. So, you know, be careful with those words, you know, and that's just great advice. Go ahead. What do you want to add to that? No, I, I, I mean, just, you know, that's where, you know, we... We don't think it's that important, but I think it's one of the most important things of creating a vibrant culture is come from a place of 
of abundance and contribution rather than a place of lack and misery, you know, and because you're going to you're going to infuse into your environment, whatever, whatever you feel about yourself and the world around you, your state that you're in. And yeah. I'm just, I'm just feeling so horrible right now. Well, stop it. Stop it. You know, just for, cause you want to unleash the creativity of your team. That's kind of what a vibrant culture does is it unleashes people just to, just to become more than what they could be on their own. And uh, we're created for connection and that connection, especially in a vibrant culture, like you celebrate it's, I'm going to have a better version of myself show up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I love what you said, too. He asked another question, you know, so you could hang this one on the mirror. You know, where are you going to come from today? Right. You know, that's good. Yeah, that's a good good way to uh, to summarize that. Yeah. Are you you know, and there's there's only two states to be in. This is a I, this is my binary approach to life. Uh, okay. We're not going to remember. Here's the 53 ways of simplifying your life. You know that that doesn't make <laughs> sense. Uh, but there's 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 only two states you can be in. Either you're in a can state or can't state. Either you're capable, or you're incapable. It's it's impossible or it's possible. You're stuck in a uh, a flat state or you're in a growth state. Uh, you know so. So you can just ask yourself, what state am I, am I in? I mean, like when you interact with people, there's no such thing as a neutral transaction. You think, well, you know, all that said was high to them. I know, but you look like a, a bad investment. <laughs> the way you said, you know, hello, it's like, just improve the looks that you, that you have. So, you know, it's like, you know, you want to, you want to make sure that you become aware of what state you're in. You're in a state, and when you come in there, you're going to either tear, you know, every every person's got a connection with you. It's like a bridge, and you're either tearing down that bridge or you're building up your strength in that bridge. There's no such thing as a neutral transaction. There's there's no such thing as, a, uh, well, there's nothing that happened between us. There is something happening between you. Either you're building up or you're tearing down. And so just if you're aware of that, I go, oh, what, what state am I in? I know I've done this. Even with my wife, it's like, you know, she says something and I'm just like, you know, just like Morris the cat. And it's like, well, wait a minute. What Become aware I want her to love me. I want to hug her. I don't want her to shy away, you know? So if I come from a place of contribution and abundance, I'm going to always get better results with the culture that I create. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So uh, you said uh, this great thing. You said you're in one state or the other. I can or I can't. It's possible or it's impossible. And I love that. In fact, uh, a lot of times I'll share with people. I'm like, there's an there's an epidemic out there, and it's not COVID nineteen. It's an <laughs> epidemic. <laughs> there's a different one. There's a couple going on, but one in particular uh, is the epidemic of hard. And so, like, you'll ask somebody, oh, you know, what, how could we do this? I don't know. It's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, we immediately default to hard instead of easy or possible, right? Or can. So, I, I think that this is big. 
Right. Then your brain is going to solve it to prove to you that what you say is true. Yeah. It's right. going to show you how hard it is. And so what we end up doing as leaders is we sit down when we should be standing up. Yeah. I mean, the world, the world is starving. There's this person watching right now. I can sense you. And the world is starving for you to stand up and quit sitting down. Just get off yeah. that blessed assurance because we need you, all of you to show up. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So some of the specialties that you have uh, kind of in your toolbox as a uh, business coach is you say, I'm really good at helping people resolve conflicts. And I think this is something we need to talk about. What What are the ways that you go about helping business leaders resolve conflicts like within their organization or maybe in their own minds? Right, right, <laughs> how, do you, right. how do you get rid of conflicts? How do you do that? Okay, we would like so, to know step by step. <laughs> yeah, so this is this will maybe another definition of leadership. I, I like to say that our goal is not conflict resolution. I don't think that's a realistic goal. Our goal is conflict management. And so we may never agree. We want to agree, you know, I, right. I, I think I think just but just understanding that that we've got to learn that that it's OK if we don't agree. Somebody's going to be the boss and they're going to have the final say. And we, we we've got to add to that support that even if it's against what we wanted, we have the leadership has to to stand up and, and carry that out. Well, that's not what, I, and people work towards making sure that they're right instead of making progress. They, they undermine that. And so, you know, it's, it's really important here to, to be able to, uh, uh, to agree if you can, but if you can't get to agreement, agree to disagree agreeably. You know, we, we've heard that it's almost an old adage, but it's it's something that helps me out here. How can I am I disagreeing in such a disagreeable way that we hate each other? We don't want to work together. It shuts down the, the culture. It shuts down the productivity. So, so that's one thing. The first, the, the, you know, the, a, another thing, really the first thing I would start with is I always look at. What role did I play to create this challenge? And if you can't ask that and you cannot see yourself as part of the challenge, part of the problem, then you have no business being in the room to send the solution because that's arrogance and it's over people and it's pushing people down because of your weak insecurity. Stop it. <laughs> kind of thing. It's going to be our theme here. If this even makes it to a live recording here, I hope I didn't. didn't <laughs> so, uh, you know, but it's, it, you, you got to own your own stuff first. And if you don't see where you have contributed to that, well, I wasn't even in the room, you know, you got to stop jabbing. That's another rule. Stop jabbing. What, there's three things that are jabbing and we're jabbing all over our companies. First of all, we're justifying, advising without being asked and blaming because the judging and blame are the same. So justifying, advising and blaming. And so for jabbing, we're not going to resolve squat. 
We're going to be justified. We're going to be arrogant and we're going to be right. And so you have a, you have a choice either to be right or to strengthen the relationship, which R do you want? The relationship or being right. And being right is a reason for partnership breakups, divorces, for all kinds of division that doesn't have to be. We're lacking this, the, the tools in our, in our toolkit here. And if we, if we start out justifying our behavior, you know, trying to advise the other person or blame the other person, we're not going to resolve anything. We're coming in there and we're disagreeably coming in to say, you cause this, you got to fix what, you know, how are you fixing that? How are you helping that? I believe in it. You know, if you want to train somebody to lead, you, you let them lead, you know, let them own it. You know, we talk about extreme ownership here in this company. You know, we're always, we always have the three W's in every meeting here. Well, what is it we're going to get done and who owns it? When's it going to be done by those are three W's. And we have a lot let me own it. I'll own that. I'll own that. Hey, I should have owned that better. Let me own that. That's the kind of conversation we have. And I think that's a conversation that's a vibrant uh, culture is, is not a culture that doesn't have disagreement and conflict and clashing. We have to manage it. We have to first of all, go inward before we go outward. Don't yeah, jab. Awesome. Go inward. Is that right. helpful or I, I can go, I can keep going down a list, but I think that's some good stuff, hopefully for people to think about. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he, stop jabbing is, um, you know, stop judging and blaming, stop justifying and stop advising without being asked. I think that is really solid advice yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for people, right? That solid to-do list. And, um, and don't miss what he said, everybody in the midst of that, he said, you know, you get a choice. Do you want to be right? Or do you want to have a relationship? I think that is a fantastic, uh, just a quickie there, you know, do you want to be right or have a relationship? I, I would like you to repeat if you would, because I didn't catch them and I'm a good note taker. Uh, you said we have three W's, um, who owns it? And yeah. then I didn't yeah. get the rest. Yeah. So, so the three so W's. Tell me those if you would. Yeah. When you're running a meeting, you're having a conversation, you want to you wanna get that down into some kind of an action item. And so an action item makes a meeting worth its while. Now, sometimes they're just information and you're, you're fishing and you're getting different ideas, brain swarming. That's good. But most meetings you're, you're getting down to who's going to do what, when. So if the first W is what is it that needs to be done? Now, a lot of times that is not clear. It's too broad or it's too all-encompassing or it's uh, there's some blurriness in it we have to be real specific we got to make it a smart what specific and measurable attainable risk you know it's gonna be tough so the first w is what the second w is who owns it who's going to be owning it now you cannot have more than one person own a task you know right. that we got to hold people accountable, right? Hold them accountable. Well, no, uh, missing are going to do that. Well, which one are you going to own it? That's what we would ask in our company. Which one would own it? Well, we're both going to own it. Well, yeah, but if both you own it, nobody owns it. 
And it's kind of like the other guy that said, uh, if you got more than three priorities, you don't have any priorities at all. You know, it's kind of like, you, you know, you, you, you got to make sure that one person owns it. And then when is it going to be done by? And there's buy-in on that. It's get documented. Of course, we use Google Docs with all of our clients and even with our own meetings. You know, we're documenting. Here's what we're deciding, what needs to be done, who owns it, when's it going to be done by? So that's the three W's. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And so don't miss. No, I was just going to say, and he threw in there the smart goals. So just in case it's specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Um, and then he, and then he also threw this in there. I don't want anybody to miss it. But like, if you have more than three priorities, you have no priorities. So I thought those were extra little nuggets that you just snuck right in there real quick. So I want to make sure people got that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, what 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 do you want to say? And then I have one final question for you. Well, I think, uh, are there a lot of business owners that are listening to your, uh, to this podcast here? I am sure. Yeah. So, cause that, that's what, that's what I gear in on is leaders of organizations and, uh, business owners. And so, um, yeah, the big, the big challenge that I would have for the business owners is your state. If your state were, made throughout your company, how productive would your company be? Another way to ask that is how contagious do you want your state to be? <laughs> so, and uh, a leader is to, is to really show the way. So you, you, you show them, you demonstrate before you tell. So. Mm, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right. So Tim, we've got time for one baby sized nugget. What would be the last thing that you would leave that business owner with? And, and, you know, I know some of you that are listening are in leadership inside of organizations. You don't own an organization, but you definitely, uh, as Tim has demonstrated here, you own the department. It's your baby. So what would you have these owners know? Yeah. Well, I, here's something that comes, you know, out of left field, but here's where we'll go with it anyway. Uh, It's called the fire of desire. It's the fire of desire. And I think that people are so busy, they're more human doings than human beings, that we don't take time to think about what do I want? What is my desire list? And we call it a a bucket list, a dream list, but just you will come alive no matter where you are in your organization. You'll come alive and be more of a contributor to your culture if you will get active in writing down the desires that you have and count yourself worthy of pursuing those desires and, and who you become in the pursuit is even better than achieving the desires. But that's another subject. Just give yourself freedom to desire uh, white hot desires, the fire of desire and just, and start writing down those desires and it'll make you come alive. Mm, that's fantastic. Tim Redmond, it has been an absolute pleasure and a joy to have you on the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. If you're not fired up, you weren't listening. So go back, 
to the very beginning and get off the treadmill, pull the car over, get your notepad out and write down everything that Tim just shared with you. I'm delighted to have you. And if people want to get up with you, they can find you on LinkedIn, of course, it's going to be linkedin.com and his handle is Coach Tim Redman. You can also find him on his website, uh, which is Redman Growth Consulting. So check him out. Um, yeah, we'll have all I, the stuff in the show notes. Right. And if I could, if anybody uh, wants this, I have a, a, a growth plan that's $2,500 that we normally charge for it because we show them their future based on where they're at. Uh, but if they leave you a five-star review on your podcast or tell me how much you love Nicole, then we'll waive that $2,500 fee. And anybody that's a business owner, if they want to get a, 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 a waived fee on that growth plan, it's a phenomenal experience. And so I encourage them to get a hold of me and say, hey, I love Nicole and give me that growth plan. And if they're a business owner, boom, it's theirs for me. All right. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Tim. We'll talk to you later and join us again for another episode of the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. Ready to build your vibrant culture? Bring Nicole Greer to speak to your leadership team, conference, or organization to help them with her strategies, systems, and smarts to increase clarity, accountability, energy, and results. Your organization will get lit from within. Email Nicole at NicoleGreer.com. And be sure to check out Nicole's TEDx talk at NicoleGreer.com.